0: Looking for the best smoking ribs in town? Then we know exactly where you need to go. The Rib Shack Barbecue in Clearwater, located at 1850 Drew Street, is serving up freshly smoked ribs, chicken, pork, beef, and sausage, all served with their famous barbecue sauce. Pair it with their amazing sides like beans, mac and cheese, collard greens, potato salad, coleslaw, chips, and more. You are not going to be leaving hungry. Dine in, take out, or have it delivered with Uber Eats. 727-210-3077. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue, 1850 Drew Street in Clearwater.
1: Sicily is a world apart, a place like no other.
2: Attenzione, attenzione! Carumani ci sono le cursi rata mobili!
1: Vida <laughs> attaccata in casa! Cani, picciriti, porci e gattini! Mori, muori a conto suo, sindaco si ne scutola! The circuit race of its kind, the most grueling test of man and machine. It was fast and dangerous and beautiful, all in one go. It stirred emotions like never before. Tutta la mia vita era colpa di una passione. Mohendomi dal passato per vedere nel futuro. The most influential event in Sicily and the motor racing world. What the Targa Florio offered you was more corners, more gear changes, more braking and a very high top speed at the end of it on the four mile straight back to the pits. And so manufacturers could come here and they could test all of their latest developments here. So special gearboxes, special brakes, everything got a fantastic workout during the motorist. It was a big success, and the people, ah, oh, people, bravo Vincenzo Florio, my name, my land my idea. Vincenzo was feverishly collecting cars, and he needed an expert to drive them and to look after them. When Fiat sent their top mechanic, Felice Nazaro, to Sicily with one of their machines, Vincenzo knew that he had found his man.
3: You can you stay here? You could
1: you be
0: my mechanic, my autista? Yes. Yes.
1: In the second year, Nazzaro won the race for Vincenzo and by 1913 was building cars himself, with immediate success. What do you think, Francesco? Pretty bloody marvelous, eh? What a great old car. We journeyed on in a Nazzaro just like the Targa winner of 1913. All these machines were so exotic and alien, the Sicilians were captivated by what they saw. It was fast and dangerous and beautiful all in one go. This is La Targa Flor. And now, for all you music lovers, it's time for your traffic report. There's a six. Oh. What is it, Scooby? Uh,
2: can't you see I'm broadcasting here? Pile up on the tri level,
1: got you backed up all the way to the off ramp. So, if you're traveling this morning, try to give yourself an extra day or two, folks. <laughs> Hang on, folks. I've just been handed this
2: important bulletin.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our regularly scheduled program
2: to bring you this special report. Like live as it happens. Hey, this is Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
4: Welcome! You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. we your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, Gulfstream Motorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out NostalgicRadioandCars.com. We're all our past 620 shows. I got it right this time, Bobby. 620 shows, today's 621, uh, are archived and waiting for you to just hit that, click that tune button, and away you go into automotive or music land. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? Uh,
0: pretty well. How about you? Pretty good. Still haven't uh, done the math on how, uh, how long that would take you to get through all 620 shows, but you could spend a lifetime.
4: Well, it took us 12 years to get here.
0: Well, <laughs> so, having said that, and uh, today we had a beautiful... I mean, if, if, you, if at your shortest amount of time. Yeah, yeah, Listening yeah. Listening yeah. to one right after another because you can't right. get enough of nostalgic radio right. car.
4: No, 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 no. We, we, we also play some pretty groovy music here, too. So, and we've kind of ventured off a little bit more, so we got a lot more music guests coming on. we're debating we're debating you know we we might do a second show since we have so many opportunities to have musical guests on and we might have to just do a nostalgic radio and cars one and two
0: you know, so I don't know we' we'll play nostalgic playing. radio Carlos radio Carlos Car- radio. <laughs> 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 We're well, likely to be a radio-less car, but... Yeah, but
4: tonight we're going to be talking about cars because uh, besides our... Uh, if you want to know where all the car shows are in the state of Florida, you obviously go to flacarshows.com. And, uh, yep. and then, of course, a big shout-out to our good friends at the, the Rib Shack. Go ahead, Bobby, go ahead and... I was just...
0: just you go read ahead. my mind. I read your mind. Yes. Go ahead. Take I was just going to say, speaking you, of cars, if you're stuck in traffic on Drew Street, sitting at that Kane Road light... You might want to take a little gander over to the right there and you'll see, uh, well, I know you won't see, you'll smell the best smoking barbecue. Reader's Choice voted number one, you know the drill kind of thing. Um, Barbecue in Tampa Bay at the Rib Shack Barbecue. Not quite open yet, but I did that spot because many times a week, in fact, uh, it's a trial run, but, but many times a week you can look over there and you will see a tent with some great smoking barbecue right out there in the parking lot for your drive-up pleasure.
4: Well, yeah, Robert's out there uh, cooking away. Sometimes Corey's out there. And of course, today I was coming in the other direction. I forgot to go down Drew Street. I came in through Dunedin.
0: But nonetheless, otherwise the smell, the smell, he wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have been able to pass it.
4: No, no, I would have had to stop and go in there and just uh, try to weasel some um, some ribs or barbecue or some kind out of, out of them over there. But anyway, but we did have a nice hot day out here today. So uh, speaking of barbecue, I mean, I think everybody else on the continental planet got barbecue today because uh, they set some heat temperature records today, didn't they, Bobby?
0: So I hear, yep, from the uh, Tantuck so. Weather Center here, we have... Uh some uh, pretty hot one out there over Pre- 100 degrees feels like is that what it feels
4: like okay well yeah. anyway but we have I'll tell you what's hot though is car shows okay so what we got coming up here in uh, the next uh, six weeks is the Monterey car week. Some say Monterey Collector Car Week, just like we say Amelia Island Amelia Collector Car Week, but it's Scottsdale Collector Car Week. It's Car Week, uh, and you know Monterey is just—I mean, the, the 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 kickoff. Well, our good friends over there at uh, Classic Motorsports, you know, they do an event on I think Monday. Um, they used to have the concourse on the Ave. I'm not sure if that's going to be there this year. Um, there's going to be the big MotorLux event, which used to be the McCall MotorWorks Revival, but now Haggerty's taking it over. And uh, so it, it's uh, due to be really, really spectacular. You have, uh, obviously, you have uh, Legends of the Autobahn. You've got, um, on, on, and which is all the German cars. You've got Porsche um, Works Reunion. And then you've got the Quail. And then uh, you've got... Uh, rolex motorsports reunion that's at laguna seca and that's actually every day that's thursday friday saturday sunday i mean course, they got something going on every day but i mean it's just amazing because some of the cars the cars are incredible there i mean just you know the vintage race cars and we're not talking you know putt-putt cars we're talking ferraris cobras you know jaguars helis aston martins um cars with just maseratis just cars with just unbelievable fantastic just priceless cars with priceless history and, and some notable drivers, some legendary drivers kind of hang out there. So, And then, of course, Sunday is the big event, which is Pebble Beach Concourse. So, but tonight we're going to be talking—oh, yes, 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 Saturday also. We almost forgot the Concorso Italiano. So um, that's always a fun event. Now, I think without further ado, Bobby's going to go ahead and get our guest on the line here in a minute. And uh, speaking of Concorso Italiano, um, I have an MGB. Well, you know, we all have a little MGB GT, and uh, it is the one MGB, the GT that was designed by Pininfarina. And, Farine, and, or Pin and, and uh, so, while I was at the Concorso a few years ago, I acquired a Pininfarina badge, which is now which now resides on the side of my front fender, below the MGB logo emblem that I put on. Now, neither emblems are correct. Or factory. Well, the MGB GT, MGB emblem is factory, and the the Pininfarina emblem is factory, but they're not correct for the car. However, the way they're situated on the car, they look correct. And so now I take the MGB to Italian car shows, and they say, "Mr. Robert, you can't have a British car at an Italian car show." And I said, "Well, guess what?" It is an Italian car because it's designed by Pininfarina, and, and you said Italian-bodied cars, which it would be. Anyway, speaking of Italians, speaking Italian of that, car-
0: you must have given me the phone number to the local uh, Italian pizza restaurant. <laughs> Why? That's not the correct number. It ain't Tom's. <laughs> Really? Oh, okay. Well, so I I'll guess y- we'll have to hear a little music here now. Yeah. Go we? ahead and
4: well, while we're on the subject, let's play a little music. That's a good idea. All right. So then yeah. I will. And then dig we it. will
0: order our pizza and get our guest.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I did that. You know. Uh, well, you know, uh, I I can I can claim senility because I am now a senior.
0: Yeah, hey, you're tuning into the subject New Cars. Times.
4: Uh, we're going to go ahead and fire up the radio here, and Bobby's going to drop the needle in the groove, and we're going to play. Oh, little Dave Mason. He was a guest on our All show. All along years the radio ago. tower. All along the radio tower. All right, we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. We're back, and we're still trying to reach our guests, but that happens. But
0: the pizza is on its way. The <laughs> pizza, on, the pizza is on its way. All right, good, good. good well, actually, good. It's spaghetti, because you're talking about spaghetti grinders.
4: Spaghetti grinders. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. The Concorso is is, uh, is a spectacular event. So when you first show up, see, it started out with strictly Italian cars, and then now they've actually um, ventured off, and 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 because the the interest in the in the event is so nice, because it's at the Black Horse. Um, Country Club right there in Seaside, which is right there overlooking the uh, Monterey coastline. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, so now they have other European cars. So German cars are there, Italian cars are there, obviously. British cars are there. Um, And uh, there was actually a little Dutch car there the last time. It was a little um, DAF, D-A-F. You know what they say: if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. And um, and DAF is not much; it's a tiny little car, little two-cylinder, two-stroke, uh, kind of like um, I don't know, commuter little thing. It looks kind of like a Google Mobile, which is an Italian car, by the way. Uh, an Innocenti, and uh, so. But there's a lot of really cool stuff. But the the Ferrari display is pretty cool. And uh, a lot of vintage stuff. But you know what? You notice more and more at a lot of these events is you notice um, contemporary cars showing up. So there's a lot of contemporary Ferraris that show up there. And every once in a while, there's some unusual ones like one-offs. So there's you know some very limited production Ferraris. And, of course, I'm a vintage Ferrari kind of guy. And I know Alan's listening, and he's a big fan of the 330s, the 250s, the GTOs, and the, com- the 250 GT SWB short wheelbase cars, which are gorgeous. And uh, you know, so Ferrari just you know, I mean, the Italians have designed some amazing cars over the years. And then you wander off, and then it's broken up in the group. So Alfa, America, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo has a huge presence there. Some amazing cars, and uh, they're beautiful, stunning cars. And uh, and I've always been a f- big fan of the um, GTV or the GT, if you will. It's the little coupe that came out in '65 and uh that's, that was a very successful race car back in the day it actually came over here in the united states and race in trans am uh jochen rind who was the uh famous uh, austrian race car driver and horse quick used to who's an austrian or german race car driver as well they used to come over here and just pretty much uh, dominate in their class unfortunately in 71 they got caught cheating and then uh and they were competing against our good friend Pete Brock at BRE Dodson. So with John Morton at the wheel, driving the 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 510 Dodsons and the um, 240Zs, um, well, you know they had the old saying, cheat, cheat, hard to beat, but just don't get caught. And uh, of course, that's you know, racing is cheating, kind of, well, you know, to some extent. I like Smokey Eunice said, it ain't cheating because there ain't no rules. But every time he would come up with something really cool, they protest it, and then it became a rule. So that's how that worked. But anyway, so another, uh, uh, besides the Alphas and the Ferraris, is uh, the Tommaso's, the Panteras. And occasionally there's some Mangusta there. And um, I just really, I've had a Mangusta, or not a Mangusta, a Pantera before. And it's just a really, really cool car. I mean, it's, it's there. All right, so we got our guests on the line. Okay, good, very good. So it's time to introduce the chairman of the Concorso Italiano, uh, Tom McDowell. Tom, how are you doing?
2: I am doing very, very well in a rather warm day in Seattle.
4: A warm day in Seattle. We were just talking about the temperatures and how hot the planet's getting right now. But uh, it's hot because Monterey's taking place, and it's going to be hotter when we get to the Concourse Italiano on Saturday. Be sizzling. Be, be sizzling. sizzling. <laughs> exactly what we want. Exactly. So uh, I was talking a little bit about Concarso. I was uh, kind of walking through the the field there, and I got to Panteras. But at any rate, why don't you go ahead and share with the audience here uh, what you have in store for us this year?
2: Well, it, it, it's really going to start with um, Ferrari, mm-hmm. the 75th anniversary. Yes. Um, and we're not going to retell the story of, of Ferrari's founding and, and, and its history. It's been told many times. It's been told very well, many times. Um, so we're not going to attempt to top that. We just we're just going to be celebrating models from every decade of Ferrari, and, uh, and just showing people not only how how much we appreciate Ferrari, but how much Ferrari is how important Ferrari is not only to the Italian automobile industry but worldwide. Uh, they've, they've been an astonishing uh, brand in what they've built and how they've propelled the industry forward, and not just in Italy or or Europe, across the world.
4: Well, it is the car. It still is the car to own. Okay, So Ferrari, it it sets the standards. In fact, I was joking with somebody the other day, the new Corvette C8, and it's a nice-looking car, but it's like it can't figure out whether it's an Acura, uh, a Ferrari, or some other car because they didn't quite hit the mark. I mean, granted, it's got a great powertrain and it's neat. But from a styling standpoint, I think they kind of missed it a little bit because the car doesn't look balanced. But when you look at a Ferrari, especially the new one that's out, the Stradale, I mean, those, Ferrari just hits it every time.
2: Well, they, they do. And, you know, they, they they built their company on a relationship with Panin mm-hmm. and, and, um But that whole world has changed. The whole design world has changed, and Ferrari has brought all of their design in-house, and they do some consultation with some of the outside designers, including Panini Marina. But largely everything they do is inside, but they're hitting on all cylinders in terms of design. Um, you know, you, you the, the first thing about a car is when you look at it, it's that curb appeal. Just like when you're looking at a house. What's mm-hmm. curb appeal? And um, somehow Ferrari hits the mark. Every single model that they introduce, and some of them are, are those rather exotic low flat and white boy toys that, that are just spectacular cars um, but they've, they've, the 296 that they've introduced is is something a little more subdued in terms of design but you know second second in line in terms of performance to nothing and um, that, that, so I, I, I don't know how Ferrari does it every single time I, it, it, no in, in baseball a 30 percent success rate it makes you almost a Hall of famer. Brian's hitting 100%. I don't know how they do it.
4: That's why they are the leading exotic car manufacturer in the world. Yeah. So and they and they hold their own on the racetrack too. So, you know, they 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 like you said, they hit on all cylinders.
2: Yeah. I, I it, and it's it's great. I'm glad and we're going to be celebrating uh, 75 years of the mark. You know, when I was in Italy, um what was it last September October, something like that. Um, I had a chance to see the first Ferrari ever built, although legally it couldn't be called a Ferrari, and um, it, it, it was spectacular. It had been restored. It was. It's owned by a gentleman who he and his father were. were they they operated a wrecking yard, and I don't know how they got this car. He did, the, the gentleman wasn't there when I was viewing his collection, um, but it, uh, somehow he got a hold of this car. The Ferrari has essentially offered him to name his price and he doesn't have a price he's not selling um but it's the first ferrari ever ever built and it's 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 a beautiful rather subdued car by today's standards but but uh quite beautiful built in i think it was 1946 or
4: 47 so where is this junkyard No, it's funny because I used to be in the wrecking yard business. Okay, that's what I did for thirty years. I was in the salvage yard business, and I would tell you that you know, coming from the wrecking yard world, I would stumble on some oddball stuff. Had I known then what I know now, I would have hoarded everything I could have got my itty bitty little hands on, but I didn't. But yes, it was. It would not be uncommon to stumble across something unusual like that and if you were smart enough to recognize what it was and spoil it away well he has the prize of prize
2: that's the key smart enough because not only does he have the first ferrari he has the first mercedes oh really yes and and i i always thought that, that first mercedes was uh it was in the mercedes museum in, in germany and i've been told no it's a it's a replica. Um, and Mercedes too is 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 anxious to get that Mercedes in his collection, as Ferrari is to get that uh, that original Ferrari.
4: Well, now that's interesting because since the Ulnhout 300 SLR just sold for 142 million dollars, yeah. where and they were just commenting on. That. I was reading the article, like what if if you had to, what other car could you come up with that would be more valuable than that? Well, you just named them.
2: I, I think so, both of them. They, mm-hmm. I, they're, they're, they would be deep, uh, well into the nine figures, I think. Um, so anyway, though, we will be celebrating the, uh, the Ferrari. We're going to be celebrating some some other designers. There's a designer from Farina, a gentleman named Maurizio Corby, and I have to emphasize gentlemen. Um, uh, he's just a, a true prince of a man, and we're going to be... He's, he's had his hand in a variety of models uh, while at Pininfarina, he's been with Pirine Farina for three decades plus. Wow. Um, Maurizio Corbi, we're going to be celebrating him. Um, and it seems as though, for the last oh, 25 years or so, nobody designs a car from the wheels up. Uh, they have, they're assigned certain elements of the car and those elements either approved to be included in the final model or they're not, and so he's he's had exteriors approved interiors approved um, but I, I don't think that he's designed any car um, from the the front bumper all the way to the rear bumper interesting we, we are going to be celebrating Mauricio okay um, and it, 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 it the, and that the whole design world has been turned upside down in the last twenty years too um, that you know, the Italian design is—they're not the only designers in the world, but there's something about the way the Italians approach the cars, and it's not just Ferrari. And there's there's just certain artistic elegance, and that might be redundant, but there's a certain artistic elegance about their design capabilities. And what's sad is that many of those old-line designers are no longer exist. Um, but we'll, what we do have is because the advent of technology is that that design capability has now been brought in-house. Whether it's at Ferrari or Lamborghini or 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 Maserati, any of any of the the Italian brands, they, they, their design capability has been brought in-house. So what used to be, such as the Bertoni's, um, uh, the the that the, uh, they're they're all gone. Um, but. We're still standing as the Gatto and Panin Farina and several others, but um, it's it's amazing how many design companies there have been in Italy that have just vaporized it. it, it, it uh, really, we're down to about five now, five older line designers, um, but we will be celebrating Mauricio Corbi and, uh, and, and, and his career at Panin Farina.
4: Excellent. Um, so you'll have uh, obviously Lamborghini is going to be there as well, and they're always well represented. Um, who are some of the feature guests um, as well that are going to be speaking there this year?
2: Well, we, we've got um, uh, uh, two people from the, there's, a, there's a, the, the National Automobile Museum in Turin. Um, it's been around for I think it's a little north of 90 years. And I've been going to the museum every year for the last 15 years just because I like the museum. Mm-hmm. But you can tell when you walk into the museum that uh, it, it's been, I guess, suffering from some inattention. Or or maybe just, just somebody not looking at it as aggressively as uh, looking at their collection, their curations, and their exhibits as aggressively as possible. Whether well, there's, there's uh, two people that we're going to be celebrating... Um, uh, in, and and bec- they joined the museum, it was roughly about two years ago, and they're applying an incredible amount of energy. I don't know how they do it, but um, this museum, is it's it sort of moved 180 degrees and, uh, from when I first experienced it. And when you walk around this museum, you're seeing not only the history of the Italian automobiles, but it also incorporates design. Um, and, in fact, there's this one room where you walk in, and it's a glass floor. And it, you walk in, and, and on that floor is a map of the city of Turin. And there's, so you, they have cited all of the places in Turin where, the, the, where the designers have come. Some have gone. And, and it's astonishing. There's, there's probably 50 to 70 different designers on that map at various areas of Turin. And it just tells you how important Turin is. In, in terms of the overall design. But we are going to be uh, celebrating the, both the, the uh, director and the president of the museum um, and just celebrating what they are doing to, to bring a sort of a renaissance to the, 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 uh, that very, very important museum to the automotive world in Italy.
4: That sounds exciting. That sounds really good. And that's if you take if you had to. Uh, we got a minute or two left here. If you had a, had to take uh, m- Turin, Torino, or Milan, Milano, which city comes closest to like? Could you parallel any one of those to Detroit? No. No, not at all.
2: No, no, just just very very different, um, uh, because it. it to, Detroit has been uh, you know up until maybe the last 30 years Detroit was the center of the universe in terms of
4: uh, automotive
2: American yeah right and but in Italy it's split between three places Modena, Modena. Um, and Milan and Torino Turin mm-hmm. and the design has been largely in Turin but the, the manufacturing uh process is in those three cities Modena um, uh, Milan and Turin. So it, no, I would not compare them to Detroit, um, because Detroit was just, just the capital of, mm-hmm. of the United States automotive industry. Um, but there wasn't a single capital, although people in Turin would probably argue that, and Milan, and, and probably Modena too. Uh, they have a lot of arguments. So wine, food, um, and automobiles. Um, but I, I would say that, that, that there's a pretty nice balance in northern Italy.
4: Excellent. All right, so if people want to find out more about the Concorso Italiano, um, how do they go about doing it, Tom?
2: I encourage them to go to the website, which is just concorso.com, C-O-N-C-O-R-S-O. It's competition in Italian. And just concorso.com, and it it tells you the, the location, the date, which is August. August 20th, Saturday, August 20th, in Seaside at Bayonet Black Horse Golf Course. Um, and and all the ticketing information is is there as well. So I just concorso.com and you're going to find everything you need.
4: Excellent. Now, at one point, you did two concorsos and so are we doing just the one now? Is there going to be a second one in another location?
2: No, just one, just one. I, I tell you, we, we, it's one event, one day. We have 364 days of planning for a one-day event. Um, And it's a lot. So we've decided we're going to stay with what we're doing down in uh, the Monterey area and not expand beyond that.
4: One more quick question. How many cars would you say are going to be on display total?
2: It's difficult to tell right now, but I think we're going to have somewhere between 700 and 900 cars.
4: That's amazing. Is that a record? No, 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 no. no,
2: no. Um, uh, Back before COVID, we were bumping up uh, against a thousand, maybe a little north of that. Okay. Um, COVID's changed things a little bit. Hopefully, it's not too much longer. But um, uh, I'm very comfortable with the with cars, with the car count being around 600 or 700. Beyond that, it becomes very difficult to manage. But um, regardless, it's still a, a feast for the eyes.
4: Excellent. Well, Tom, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I will look forward to seeing you out there in uh, probably less than six weeks, so uh, yeah. good deal.
2: Okay, thank you. I appreciate being able to talk with you.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Bye. I want to thank my, guest, my special guest, Tom McDowell, chairman of the Concorso Italiano. If you love Italian cars, oh, by the way, they have Italian cuisine on premises as well there's a car shows there's obviously there's vendors so if you need to buy some parts like i did i picked up my pin an emblems and stuff like that but pretty cool stuff so the concorso Italiano is beautiful and the setting's beautiful so anyway bobby roll that uh that uh that uh, count that, some blue cars now let's count some blue cars and we'll be right back with our next special guest for the evening and uh, you are tuned into nostalgic radio and cars
2: Agent Denham, that is a 1963 Ferrari 250 GT Lusso owned and raced by the coolest cat who ever lived, Steve McQueen. This was his baby, and now it's my baby.
0: You got Steve McQueen's car parked in your living room? And here I thought you were an ass.
2: I paid a million for it ten years ago. I wouldn't sell it for ten times that.
0: We're 65 stories up. How do we get it out of here?
2: You don't. This car was taken apart piece by piece and reassembled inside this room.
0: This car will eventually be sold at auction with the rest of your belongings.
2: Only if I'm guilty, Agent Denham. Which I'm not. Hey, this is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver Adam Carolla telling you I love nostalgic radio and cars.
4: Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Southwestern Cards. It's time to introduce our second special guest for the evening. This gentleman is the manager of events for Haggerty, and they've got a old slash new event coming up here in uh, Monterey this week, or in the next couple of uh, three, four, five, six weeks, something like that. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Logan Calkins. Logan, how are you? Doing great, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. My pleasure. So, tell us about. Uh, now we know a little bit about Haggerty, and according to the ad uh, to the uh, the new brand thingy that you got going, mantra, it's the market leading automotive enthusiast brand and world's largest organization for car lovers. So, yeah. having said that, what say you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, you know, I've been working for Haggerty for about eight years now, and we've seen a lot of evolution uh, of the brand and, uh-huh. you know, what their, what their ambitions are as a company and, and what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, you know, most of the world sees us as an insurance company, and that's where our roots began, and we still very much are. But, um, you know, our CEO, Maciel Haggerty, um, he likes to really think of us more as, a, as an automotive lifestyle brand. And a company that is going to save driving. So, you know, a lot of our brand initiatives have gone in the direction of, you know, with insurance, media, um, marketing and events. And so we've started to purchase a lot of events and create a lot of great events to encourage people to drive and to keep the hobby alive and to, you know, motivate people to stay together and to enjoy these cars together. So, you know, we've, we've really Grown into something great and, you know, including this uh, event that we're going to talk about tonight.
4: So talk about MotorLux, which formerly was the McCall MotorWorks Revival. So where does the name MotorLux originate and tell us about MotorLux?
3: Well, MotorLux was a name that um, our marketing team came up with. And I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't in the room when they created the name. Uh Love it. I do know that it, it's all encompassing of you know luxury and motors and you know planes and engines in general? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was the McCall's Motor Works revival. We wanted to take a fresh uh, take at the name of it and preserve that legacy of what the McCall's had created. You know, a lot of people. Who have been coming to the event some know that the the event originated as a barbecue really it was the mccall's barbecue that they held at their old hangar it grew they moved it over to the jet center and it grew even more and something it's a legacy that they've put together for 30 plus years and as a new company coming in and purchasing it it's always very you know it can be difficult to balance legacy with with innovation and change and so to kind of preserve the name of the McCalls and what they've created, we're, we're giving it a new name, but we are building off of that same legacy. And, you know, you'll see a lot of the same things in this year's event, and we're just hoping to put our own little spin on it.
4: Are you going to—so what are you adding to it? I mean, so, I mean—and for, for, for our listeners, and I talk about it from time to time, but for, for, for our listeners, tell a little bit of, of what actually goes on there because it's really an exciting event and it's actually it's a very
3: exciting event it's
4: kind of considered kind of like the kickoff party for the Monterey Collector Car Week
3: it is and actually you know in talking with Gordon I've gotten to spend a lot of time with him recently as we planned for this year's event Yeah, it's kind of funny because when Gordon said that he told his friends he wanted to have an event on Wednesday night everyone thought he was crazy but they all said that's two days before people get here for Pebble Beach like no one's in town on Wednesday and now we're seeing you know, events starting on Monday and Tuesday of smaller scale. But, yes, the, this event has kind of become the kickoff party to Monterey, Week. Uh, the other interesting thing about this event is, and for those who haven't been here, is that it celebrates not just cars. There's cars, there's motorcycles, there's airplanes. It's at the jet center, and there's usually big jets, small jets, vintage aircraft, um all of these great things mixed together. And as we know in the hobby, that people don't usually just, they're not usually just into cars. They're into these other things as well. And it's very much a lifestyle event. A lot of Monterey Car Week is just about cars. This event is much more of a party. Um, you know, we have a great display of cars. But at night, the music turns up. People, people like to dance. There's lots of food, lots of drinks. Um, it's really a good time. And it, it's an opportunity for us to get some new people out into the car hobby who may not be as seasoned as, you know, the people going to the private uh, events all over the peninsula, but it's, it's more of a, a big event to kind of get everybody ready for the week.
4: So now what's um, – so we're going to have the uh, – there's going to be entertainment there like there always is, right? And there's always food and beverages and, and – yep. uh, if I remember, did I see a boat or two there once before? You can have. Uh,
3: yeah, I believe there was a boat or two once before. Uh, we probably will not have any boats this year.
4: Okay. And then where does Broad Arrow fit into this? And tell us about Broad yeah. Arrow, because I believe you recently acquired them as well, right?
3: Um, we are partnering with Broad Arrow. Okay. They are a separate company. We are partners with them. Um, they are going to be hosting their first live auction uh, in conjunction with MotorLux. Okay. So our Motor Lux event is on Wednesday night, which will include a preview to the auction. Okay. Um, there's going to be 85 cars and they will be spread throughout the show as opposed to walking into a room full of cars for sale. They will be a part of the Motor Lux event. Okay. So, um, the cars will be in the event along with some other display cars that, are, that I'll talk a little bit about on this, but they've really pulled together a significant collection of cars. Um, one of the ones we're really excited about is that they got the, um, the Sean Connery Aston Martin, um, which is being auctioned off, and I believe it still belongs to the Connery family. Oh, really? Um, so, I mean, for the James Bond fans out there, this is like the, the bucket list car. For sure.
4: Well, I'm a big James Bond fan. In fact, my son's middle name is Ian because of Ian Fleming. <laughs> so,
3: Well, then we'll have to have you out so you can see the car and get some pictures with it.
4: Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely.
3: So, um, yeah, we have the, the auction as a part of it. And the auction, so the preview will be all day Wednesday with a slight uh, break for for us to get ready for MotorLux The MotorLux event will include the, um, the preview for the auction. And then the auction will be the following evening. I think it starts around 5 p.m., but don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and goes until 10 p.m. on Thursday night.
4: Okay, so, good. It'll
3: actually be in the hangar next door to ours. So, generally speaking, you walk into the event, you see the big hangar. The one just to the left is where the Broad Arrow auction is going to be. Okay. So, a lot of people don't know this, but the McCall's actually had an auction there. Um, I can't remember. I think it was 12 or 15 years ago um, with Christie's auction.
0: Oh,
4: really? Um,
3: it must have been longer than that. It, it was a while I
4: was going to say, yeah. There was
3: an auction in there. But, um, and it was always a big success, but as you know, that didn't continue on. So we're really excited to see see this come about.
4: Well, that's interesting, too. So now, MotorLux, is this just going to be this particular event, or is MotorLux going to be a name for future, let's just say, um, hangar parties, if you will?
3: We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we'll
4: have to wait and see, okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, it's funny, when we started planning this event, it was like, you know, we we obviously get all our feedback from everyone who attended the event, you know, and and with all events, there's always feedback, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the beauties is is that COVID actually kind of helped the, the McCalls actually had two years to plan for their event because they planned for 2020 and then they planned again for 2021, and so they really got to hone in a lot of things. So last year's event was really a a fantastic event and so we got to learn a lot from them on that case but you know the the funny things that people complained or not complained about but feedback that they gave was that there was never parking enough parking for everyone and oddly there was never enough water um so you know those were two things that we really are we are hoping to improve on one of the great parts of all this is that we had parking for everyone this year um, we were able to talk the Navy into renting us the golf course across the across the street. Oh, really? Access through the back gate. So all tickets will have access to that parking, which is literally twenty yards from the front gate.
4: Well, that's sensational because I remember when we used to have to go down to the fairgrounds and shuttle up there if you didn't get there early enough to get a parking spot.
3: yep. so we we everything will be right there. Um, we will have shuttles coming in so that you don't even have to walk from your car. We'll have shuttles running the whole time. Um, you'll be able to walk right in. We will have elegate- elevated parking for our upper ticket level that is on the tarmac as before. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not plan on running out of water. If we do, I'll be really surprised. Cause we have of water. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we- we've really taken um, – one of our goals is with the food and and beverage, we really are trying to keep things local. That's something that Hagerty has as a big initiative Mm -hmm. to help local economies. And so we're bringing in uh, our goal is to have around 12 local chefs uh, to prepare us some amazing dishes. Um, They're coming in right now, and i got to tell you, I'm hungry every time I see what they're making for us. Um, We're going to have some great food. Um, there's also going to be a lot more of it. So it's not just going to be the chef station. We're bringing in caterers to have more food everywhere.
1: Um, oh. We need
3: to highlight a lot of the local wineries. Um, and in the dishes, we're trying to keep things local. So I, I'm really pushing for an artichoke dish because we are in the Monterey uh, valley there, so.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right, right out there in Salinas, yeah, you're absolutely right, I mean, we have Del Monte, uh, you know, farms out there, so.
3: Yep, exactly, so we really are trying to, to move a lot of that stuff, um, it, think of it more as a food and wine, or a food and wine festival, uh-huh. but with, you know, a lot more alcohol and everything else. We also have a really cool thing coming, uh, this guy called the Water Sommelier, which actually brings waters from around the world for tasting. Really works with a lot of restaurants on to cook with the water and everything else. It, I, I'm pretty excited to try it out myself, but it is it will be a fun thing, and, and we have a lot of other fun activations that will be going on during the party as well.
4: Wow! Well, it sounds exciting. So, if people want to find out more about it, Logan, how do they do this? And wait a minute, let me Logan ask a question: Is it is it limited? Are the tickets limited to so many people, or I mean, because like I know the like the quail, for example, I think is limited to three thousand people. So, is the motor lux limited to so many tickets, or is it kind of like uh, the more the merrier?
3: We um, we did set a limit at three thousand people. Okay. Um, And uh, our upper ticket packages are selling out quickly. So, our less plus less premium tickets are selling out. Uh, pretty fast. We expect to be sold through them in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, our general admission ticket, we still have plenty available, but it would be best to buy before you go. So, right. um, We expect to be 2,500 to 3,000 people.
4: And what are you going to have? we got a minute or two left. What do we have for entertainment this year?
3: Um, we are looking at bringing in the uh, Spring trio again. Uh, they, they're preparing some Really great stuff, um, and then last year they had the drummer with the DJ who was going to be playing. Uh, we're looking at bringing him again, and then there's a couple others that are not quite signed yet, so I can't really talk about them. But it should be a lot of fun. Well,
4: because I know later in the evening there, you know they 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 bring out the disc jockey and everybody like that, and everybody under the big uh, tent there, if you will, or the the big canopy there, you know, just like a big dance party.
3: Oh yeah, and we we expect it to be just as big, if not bigger than than before we did bring in a bigger dance floor and um we have a lot more tarmac this year because of our adding a broad arrow so there's a lot of space and it's going to be a big party
4: is our friends from guinness going to be there
3: um i'm not sure uh i need to check with our with our team they're buttoning up the the sponsorship aspects of it right now I'll be happy to get back to you
4: on that. Okay, because I'm a Guinness fan, and I was there last year. Okay. I always make sure I, I hit the Guinness keg. <laughs> so. Well, there'll be
3: plenty for you to drink.
4: So. Okay, that's good, that's good, that's good, and food and drink and eat and people, and uh, it's just, you know, it's just a great place to meet people, network. I mean, there's just some amazing personalities that walk around there, too. That's yeah. uh, So it's also very exciting about We're the, um, the really event. We're going to have
3: really cool cars. Um, I just got word today that Mobile One is bringing the of
4: Pegasus. Oh, really? They're
3: Pike Peak uh, 911 with 1,400 horsepower. Um, that should be there. We've got Valkyrie Racing bringing their Antarctica uh, 356A that's on skis.
4: Oh, yeah. It
3: should be some really cool, um, exciting cars.
4: Well, I can't wait. All right, one more time, real quick. Go ahead and give out the uh, social media information and how people can find out more about the Hagerty Motorlux.
3: Yeah, you can follow us on um, all the major social media platforms, uh, Motorlust Official, um, and our website is Motorlust.com.
4: Super. Well, Logan, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It was great, great talking with you, great interview, and I look forward to meeting you.
3: Yeah, we'll see you in Monterey.
4: We'll see you in Monterey. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey! Thank all my guests for tuning into Nostalgia Getting Cars this evening, and my special guests this evening, Logan Calkins and Tom McDonalds. Um, two notable events: the Concorso Italiano and the Motorlux uh, Monterey Collector Car Week. You know, I, you hear me talking about it. Scottsdale, Amelia, Monterey Collector Car Week, and SEMA. You got to be there. If you're not, you're square. Isn't that how that works? Be there or be square. Anyway, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't forget every Tuesday between seven and eight p.m. right here on the Talk Radio Network. Well, we talk about cars, we talk about music and stuff. And uh, don't forget, some of the car shows, follow us on social media. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, but drive.
0: Drive very carefully. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and stay out of the heat and love your family. I found an island in your arms, country in your eyes.